Welcome back to another episode of Two Girls Talking About Commitment. I'm Shanila. And I'm Kelsey. And this week, we were going to try to focus on personal timelines, uh, yours versus your partner's. Yeah, because... But... If you listen to our episode from a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. we talked about how frustrating it is when you ask your partner to do something and you expect it to be done, you know, with rather quickly, you know, a business week. Yeah. And that's being generous. <laughs> and, you know, it gets done like three months later. Exactly. So um, we really wanted to just talk about that, but we decided we were going to talk about compromises. Um, in addition to yes. your personal timelines. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, this episode will focus on compromise. And we found, of course, from Elite Daily, one of our faves, mm-hmm. um, five compromises in a relationship that you can expect to make when it's a healthy relationship. So these are five healthy compromises in a relationship. So the first one is the way you fight. Yeah, so this is reminds me of last week's episode too because we were talking about compromising in a lot of ways and fighting as well. But this just talks again about figuring it out, figuring out how you fight and how your partner fights. So if you're the type that just shuts down Mm -hmm. and you avoid conflict and you don't want to address it, any problems or anything, and sweep everything under the rug. And if your partner is one that's like, nope, let's figure this out right here, right now, obviously you're going to have to make a compromise there. Yeah, and figure out how you guys argue the best and how to get results from your arguments because you can't really avoid fighting altogether. Otherwise, you'll have one big explosion and that won't go well either. Exactly. And it also says to make this decision in a time when you're not fighting. You know, don't try and figure out how to fight when you're already in the middle of a fight. Exactly. Yeah, that would just be terrible. (laughs) Um, So, but that's an important one, obviously. Like, I think something that I saw from when we were doing last week's episode was about some problems won't be solved due to natural personality differences. So, you're not trying to, like, avoid fighting because that's just that's going to happen in a relationship mm-hmm. and you're not trying to resolve conflict either but you're trying to manage the conflict exactly. is what it said and i just think that that was to me like triggered something because i'm always like we need to resolve this but that's mm-hmm. not what it is you need to just manage what you're talking about what you're going through make sure everybody feels heard listened to respected right and make it more of a, a discussion or mm-hmm. a conversation than an argument or fight I also read something, I don't know, it was on Pinterest or Instagram or something, who knows. So it's not very credible, I guess. But it said something like, when you're fighting, remember that it's the problem you and your partner are fighting against, not each other. Right. Aw, that's nice. And I was like, that's that's like, to me, that was important too. I was like, oh, I've never thought of it that way. But like, yeah, let's fight against this problem and Mm -hmm. figure out a solution to the problem and stop fighting against each other. Yeah. So because you get so heated when an argument comes up that you think they're attacking you personally, right. but it's not necessarily you personally, unless they say you did this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, then it might be. Yeah. The second one was this one's spicy. Oh, how and when you have sex. Oh my. So <laughs> too spicy for the pickle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's how she has sex. Um, <laughs> 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 So, of course, 
going into a relationship or further down the road in a relationship, Mm -hmm. people have different sex styles. And for some people that might be like, what? Everybody doesn't want to have sex every second of every day. Um, Yeah, not everyone's a, a, a fiend. Yeah, not everyone out there is like that. So people do actually have different libidos. It is like a chemical thing. Mm-hmm. Um, some people want it all the time and some can go weeks without it and be just fine. So if you are like the opposites like that, you are going to have to figure out a compromise, which doesn't sound like romantic or passionate or like, you know, a fun thing to do when you have to compromise sex. But um, you have to be satisfied, though. Yeah, you, you both have to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. So like... The person that wants it every day needs to get their fill uh, to some extent. And the person that's fine without it needs to realize their partner's not. And they need to make the time to make sure that their partner's satisfied as well. I'm not going to lie. I feel like those two people probably wouldn't last that long anyway. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell you they won't last long. Yeah. Because it's like, how could the person who never needs it possibly meet the needs of someone who needs it every day? Every day, yeah. I feel like that's way too stressful. I think so too. And I also think you're, I know that your partner, the person you're with has a lot to do with your libido and also how often you want to actually have sex. Right. Whenever And plus when you're in a brand new relationship, it's hot, it's passionate, mm-hmm. it's steamy. So wanting it regularly is normal. It's right. more down the road where you kind of have to figure these things out like my boyfriend when we first started dating he was like i don't want things to get old or i don't want us to get bored so he would be like we can only do it monday wednesday friday and people would always be like that's so lame that he would make those rules and i'm like dude how many times have you been in a relationship and you wear it out Totally. And you're like, now I'm done with this. I don't even care. Right. So. First of all, yeah, exactly. Like holding out a little bit mm-hmm. I mean, isn't a bad thing in my yeah. opinion. Also, um, I don't care if someone thinks what I do in my relationship is weird. It's my <laughs> relationship. I make yeah. the rules for it's my relationship. It's not yours. Yeah. So I Stop think judging. that. I think that that's one of the things you should figure out early on. Like, are we sexually compatible? Yeah. Because how and when is important later down the road because, you know. You've been with each other for a while or, you know, you're both busy at work or things like that. So that's when it becomes really important because you still want to have that physical connection to one another. Totally. And I also think that you you don't want, you want your partner to feel wanted and Mm -hmm. you want to feel wanted too. And really without like that desire there. I mean, you kind of slip into the like roommate friend zone. Mm -hmm. The platonic relationship. Yeah. So that is something to be careful about and make sure that you're okay compromising. And even though, like Kelsey said, it's not necessarily romantic, sometimes you have to plan out, maybe even just call it date night. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to put, we're going to do it tonight on the 13th. You can just put like date night. You know what I mean? And both of you should probably kind of know a little bit what that means. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you have do you have this problem in your relationship? Have you had this in the last six years? Yeah, I think we've had it um, a little bit more recently because I was working so much mm-hmm. that I was always tired. So I think that it became more of a point for us to be like, okay, we're both off on this day 
let's go have a night out together. Yeah. You know what I mean? And still got to be close. Yeah. So it's important because we we align very well, him and I, and yeah. we have for the last almost six years. Yeah. So it's never really been a huge problem, but it can come up sometimes. And yeah. I think we're both really good about figuring out how to fix it. Communicating about mm-hmm. it. That's good. Same, like, uh, you know, we're still early on in our relationship, but we, you know, haven't, haven't ran into problems or anything, but right. we have communicated about some things preventative, I guess. Yeah, because you don't want to feel like you get put on the back burner. Because yeah. I think that compromising on how and when to have sex leads into how and when to pay attention to one another. Yeah, because oh, you totally. don't. Yeah, because you don't want to get like, quote unquote, used to the other person and expect them to be there. Right. Because as we've mentioned before, somebody could leave at any time. So I think mm-hmm. that being passionate and being close physical and emotional is important yeah and i really i think a lot of it has to do with like again making them feel desired and you feeling desired Mm -hmm. that's what you want in a relationship and if they aren't making you feel that way who knows if someone else is going to come and make you feel that way or vice versa exactly if you're not making them feel that way Mm -hmm. there's very there's someone else out there that can and will try to so yeah and i mean We've never really done an episode about cheating, but for me personally, I have been in a relationship where me and my partner didn't vibe so much um, physically, mm-hmm. and Kelsey's right. There's going to be other people out there who are like going to try to make you vibe, you know what I mean? And yeah. if you reach that um, emotional vulnerability that people can sense, they will try to break it down. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I've definitely been there. I've definitely been a victim of that victim i've definitely made that choice yeah because you are a consenting choice making adult human person so i've definitely made that choice and felt terrible about it because it's like i could have easily tried to nip it in the bud in my own relationship before it got to that point right yeah and so also if you're not sexually compatible with your partner and that's Mm -hmm. i mean to me it's an important thing in a relationship it's really important and you might not realize it at first Mm -hmm. but i think you'll realize it down the road and i also think if you're with someone who you've been compatible with and then you're not Mm -hmm. you'd realize that or if you've you've only been with one person or something if you're like one of you in the relationship is like always having to ask to have sex Mm -hmm. or like i'm always complaining if it's if you have fight about sex all the time I don't know. In my mind, that means you aren't that compatible sexually. Some people, I think, just don't work well together. What's it called when you ride um, like a big truck on the bumpy road? Off-roading? Off-roading. Like, do you always want to be off-roading or do you want to be riding a BMW, a smooth ride, know where you're going? Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't always want to be off-roading. Bumpy rides aren't that fun all the time. No. No. I I like that. that <laughs> I've been cool. on a couple bumpy rides and yeah. I'm like... This gets tiring after a while. (laughs) I mean, my analogies on point today. On point. Um, You know, it's, it's, you know, it just. I am because it's just like I know sex is not important to everybody, but being emotionally and physically compatible is important. Yes, I and agree I think with that. that when you be- have that intimate closeness, that's when you kind of realize how you are emotionally and physically yeah. with one another. Especially like even if you're waiting till marriage, 
Mm-hmm. Even if you've only been with one person, you vibed with that one person enough to know I could be with this person forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if it sucked, you weren't going to be like, yeah, I'm going to stick around forever. No. Right. Like you, you know, That's not one of those things you should sit through. No, you know? I agree. I agree. I agree with you completely. I think it's an important thing in a relationship and mm-hmm. that you should enjoy it and have that connection. Yes. Number three. Where your finances go. Mm, we've Whew. done um, a whole episode on finances. And this is a really major one. Yes. And I think that you don't... You can realize how major it is at the beginning of a relationship because somebody's usually paying for more things than mm-hmm. the other person. Or if you're with someone who always wants to go 50-50, you kind of feel that too. But whenever you move in together... Or you have serious financial obligations with one another, that's when you kind of start to feel more of the heat that finances can cause. Sounds like you're speaking from experience. I am speaking from experience. (laughs) So me and my boyfriend, as I mentioned, just bought a house. But now we decided to have a joint bank account as well to hopefully um, get ahead of any issues that we could potentially have. Like we came with an agreement on how much we should put into it, um, what can come out of it. And all that stuff because we decided a long time ago that money was just not one of the things that we wanted to fight too much about. And that's so important because that is finances. Money is one of the biggest breakups of relationships, I oh think. Oh, my God. I bet money leads to contempt, as we mentioned last week. Yes. Leads to divorce. Yes, it does. Oh, man. Starts so with don't the money. do that. Don't do that. I feel like already in America, we... we we hold finances so high oh, so above annoying. family, above relationships, above almost anything because mm-hmm. cost of living gets so expensive. But don't let finances ruin all of your relationships. I feel like that's way too stressful. Just talk about it. Talk about where you are. Be open about it. Come to agreements and understand that if one of you makes more money and the other one makes less money, maybe you don't have to be 50-50. Right. And you should be with someone who can understand that and be able to compromise with you. Like, if you're trying, your partner should be able to sense that. Yeah. Money is a hard thing to compromise on and a hard thing for a lot of people to talk about, but be okay with being open about it. I think that's a big thing about compromise is being completely open and honest about where you are. Yeah, so definitely uh, find your compromises. You have to talk about it, especially, mm-hmm. like Shanila said, if you're going to be living together. It's like the more serious your relationship gets, right? the, the more... more it needs to be talked about and a compromise mm-hmm. needs to happen. Like if it's early in a relationship or you have no reason to be, sh- you know, sharing finances with your significant other or whatever, then that's fine. But down the road, at some point in a relationship, if it's going to be long-lasting, you are going to talk about your finances and you're going to have to come to some compromise. I really suggest coming to, to some compromises and not just like having the mindset of, oh, it'll work itself out or we'll deal with it when it comes to it. <laughs> yeah, because don't do that. Because that, that is what leads to like the big fights of mm-hmm. your finance, of your finances. It's, right. Yeah. Like once again, don't brush it under the rug because no. it will just, you know, when you do that spring cleaning, it'll come back. For sure. You know, when me and my boyfriend first started dating, like Kelsey said, you don't talk about finances right away. I definitely didn't tell him about all that school debt. <laughs> um, I hit my boyfriend with that up front. I was like, no, this is how much I pay a month in loans because this is how much school debt I have. But it's like, I never expect that to be his, his problem. problem or like him yeah. to pay for that or anything. Like, you know, that is 
my cross to bear. <laughs> and um, it's a it's a large one. I know it sucks, but you know, I, I I was embarrassed, so I didn't talk about it right away. But eventually, I did say like, "Hey, just FYI." Yeah. I'm a million dollars in debt. Yeah. Same, same, same. So um, maybe someday when I'm a millionaire, it won't matter. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? I just want to win the lottery one time. Just one time. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be great. Like, not even the big lottery. Let me win a hundred grand on a scratch off. Same, dude. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I could do so much with that. I mean, I could definitely pay my school loans off and then take my boyfriend to dinner. Same. That's about all I could do too. <laughs> okay. Same boat. Same boat. Uh, anyway, so uh, the fourth one on our list was oh mutual hobbies. Some mutual hobbies. Mm-hmm. Compromising on these. I think this is important in the sense that you know you might have hobbies that mm-hmm. your partner finds no interest in, and vice versa. They might have hobbies that just bore you to death. Right. But if you want to stay in a relationship together that's healthy. You have to compromise. So show some interest in their hobby mm-hmm. and vice versa. Like they should be showing some interest in yours and supporting the hobbies. Just not that being the only thing you ever do is like their hobby or vice versa. Like don't expect them to always be doing your hobby with you. Yeah. So I'm really into makeup. So mm-hmm. my boyfriend is actually a little bit more educated than I thought he was. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He'll be like, did you put highlighter on the tip of your nose today? I'm like, Cute. wow. Yeah. And then, you know, whenever he's doing something, playing video games, or he's um, a collector of sorts, I'll <laughs> often try to partake or go to trade shows with him whenever he's looking for something specific. Uh-huh. So we try to be involved in each other's hobbies. And then we even have some combined hobbies that we do. Yeah, I so, think that's important too, like finding your combined hobbies as well. The only thing that I can't ever vibe with him on is he is really up to par with the news. Oh, gosh, I'm not. Girl, me either, because it depresses me. It upsets me, and me I get too. sad. I just don't want it in my life. And I'm just like, why can't people just get along? I know. You know? Call I'm me like, naive, but... Seriously. But, you know, he'll tell me all kinds of stuff about it and get, like, really heated and passionate, and I'll just be sitting there, and he's like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, whatever you just said makes the most sense. Yes. <laughs> I try, but it's like my eyes literally glaze over. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. I, I agree. Like having, have your own hobbies. Like this is a hobby of mine, mm-hmm. um, but also have hobbies together. Uh, and the last one uh, was, ooh, ooh. This is the one. This, this is, is the, the one. one. Hot button the, here for the two girls. Let's go off on this. Mm-hmm. Relationship to time. So what it talks about in the article on Elite mm-hmm. Daily is like being, um, which we kind of talked about last week as well, is someone who likes to be super early or always on time mm-hmm. versus someone who's like more go with the flow or doesn't really always have a plan. That's kind of what the um, article was talking about. What I'm talking about, what we want to talk about, is timelines, people's timelines. Yes. When you say soon, what does that mean? Yeah. When your partner says, like, it'll be done soon, I want to know what soon is in your book. Because soon in my book is, like, this week. Exactly. That's what (sighs) soon means to me, too. Honestly, I'm so impatient that soon means 24 to 48 hours. 
That is what soon is to me. I'm like, I'll even give you a week. But I mean, this is, this is, I think how it got brought up last time we talked about it is because we were saying how they think we're nagging. Yeah. We're we just reminding. Are reminding them because they said it'll get done soon or it'll get done or whatever. And we're like, okay, but when? Yeah. That's why you should always make smart goals. You know, like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know exactly what it stands for, but it's like one of those things where it's like set a goal, make it measurable and give me a time. Yes. You know what I mean? And I don't think that that's a lot to ask. Okay. Because you have to compromise. If for you getting something done soon means before the year is over, then that's not soon to me. Yeah. Six months might be soon to you, but it's not soon to that's me. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, I would rather you be like... Give me a numerical number. Give me something. Right. Or if a it's... Numerical number. A numerical <laughs> number. <that> give- <laughs> <laughs> Just give me a specific time. You know what I mean? So then I'll leave you alone. Right. Like, tell me it'll be done in the next... You know, three months, it'll it'll be done by August or exactly. something. So then when it's not done by then, because you know I'm tracking it on a calendar. Yeah, I wrote I it down bring already. it up again and be like, well, you said. By so August. now I'm not nagging. Now I'm reminding you and I want to know why isn't it done Ooh, yet? and then they get defensive and you're like, excuse me, sir. Excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Um, I was listening to an episode of a podcast and they said that defensiveness means that you're trying to play the victim. And um, also, they said that it's not nagging if um, you gave us a a timeline. So So I think that instead of using the words like soon or um, next week, like, do you really mean next week or do you mean three weeks from now? Right. So I think a good way to compromise Mm -hmm. on this is instead of like when they say soon, Ask or, you know, talk to them about this during a time when you are not trying to figure out a timeline for a specific Mm -hmm. thing, but just be like, hey, you know, when I ask you to do something or I ask, you know, when is this going to get done and you say soon, that doesn't really help me. Or when, you know, when I ask you, you know, what does soon mean to you and you say, it'll be done when it gets done. Yeah, it'll happen when it happens. It'll happen. Like, that really doesn't help me. It really frustrates me. And then I feel like you think I'm nagging you because then I'm asking, but it's just because Mm -hmm. I don't know what you mean by soon, blah, blah. So to avoid all this, can you just give me, like, a timeline, like, a deadline of when it will be due? Yeah. If you you tell me December 31st, 2019 at 11.59 p.m., then I'm going to leave you alone until until December 31st. 2019 at 11.59 p.m. Once January 1st, 2020 hits midnight. I'm going to bring it up again if it didn't get done. 100%. That's how women work. Like, if you're, if you're a guy and you're listening, it's not just Shanila and I. This is how women work. We like times. We, we like plans. plans and times to some extent. And if you're a woman listening, you're not the only one that feels this way. Yeah. And if you're a woman listening and you're like, I don't do that, just wait till you have Zua Mans that tells you, I'll do it soon. It'll get done. Or a quote unquote couple of days. A couple has a specific definition. It means two. Yeah. And a um, few means three or more. So I mean, do you mean a couple or do you mean a few? If you mean a few, you're buying a lot of time for yourself there. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I do I think that just have a discussion with them. 
in a calm, collected calm, manner. Calm, collected manner in a time when you're not actually trying to figure something out and let them know that you need some sort of timeline mm-hmm. and then go from there. Yeah. You know? And Set that, that should, timeline. That agree should, on it. Like help you and them. Yeah. You know? And also, uh, so this was one of the things to compromise on. So if your partner is kind of lax and, you know, just kind of chill and doesn't like specific timelines, you can compromise with that and be like, listen, I'm not in a rush to get XYZ done, but I would like to know a general time frame. Even if you said like three to six months, that gives me a general time frame. Right, that's total compromise. So, you know, because usually, like I said, I'm someone who's like, do it in one to two days. So me giving you three to six months is quite the compromise. Right. And then again, it avoids... Um, you being called a nag when you bring it up, you know, after said time is done. And even then I'll be like, okay, great. Three to six months. And you know, if like it still hasn't been done after six months, then, you know, we'll talk about it again. Exactly. So, you know, that's just one of the things that we get heated about because we've obviously both experienced it. Yeah, And it's like such an easy thing to avoid. You don't have to get defensive. I'm not attacking you. I'm just like. I'm a planner and I just want to know what your plan is. And if yeah. you have a plan and I don't know it, I can't read your mind. Right. And then if your partner keeps changing the time as the time keeps coming or oh something. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't really know. I don't really know. I'm heated already. I don't know what to do at that point. I don't either. I feel like at that point it might just be an argument. <laughs> that is an argument. That is like, okay, Unfortunately, it's like, come on, man. next week the last four weeks. So. Yeah. I'll do it. Next time I'm off. How many times? How many times have you said that? Yeah. That. That then is not your fault (laughs) at all. So frustrating. Okay. All right. Moving on. (laughs) mm, Moving on to seven things you should never compromise on in a relationship. Yes. Because some things in a relationship, understandably so, you need to meet halfway or 60-40 or whatever. You need to meet in the middle. But there are some things that you should just not budge on because these are the things that make you, you. Right. And there's a difference between compromise and sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And I think compromise, yes, that's important. But sacrifice, I mean, that's like next level. So just like know that there's some things you don't have to sacrifice Mm -hmm. in your relationship. And if you feel like you are having to sacrifice these things, then you're not in the right relationship. Yeah. And take opinion. a look. Yeah. Take a look back at your relationship and ask yourself, why am I sacrificing so much? And is my partner sacrificing an equal amount? Yes. Because if you're the one giving up everything and they're not giving up anything, then they're controlling you. And we talked about that in our dominant submissive relationship episode. Yes, so we did. Go back and listen. Refer back. So um, number one thing not to compromise on is your friendships. And I liked this article a lot when mm-hmm. I was reading through it because it gave like the exceptions to the rules. So it says, obviously, if you're in a toxic friendship and your significant other brings light to that and it's, you know, calls it out kind of and they're mm-hmm. just protecting you, that's one thing. But if your partner is just like... Blatant, Cutting friendships here and there. Yeah. And like just telling you like you can't be friends with certain people just for no reason, that is... Not okay. Not okay. That's not healthy. And it does say too, like, even if your significant other takes a personal issue with one of your friends, 
and you like that friend and enjoy their company, that's not your problem. It's your significant other's problem. They don't have to be around that friend or you don't have to give up that friend for your significant other. Yeah. You know, if your significant other is telling you to like, oh, you can't be friends with that person. I don't approve, blah, blah. That's too much. Yeah, that's not okay. There has to be a legitimate reason why they don't want you to be friends with that person. Right. Oh, well. I have a friend, actually. She's been with her boyfriend since high school. So they've been together for like eight or nine years or something crazy like that. And her and her best friend have known each other for forever as well. Mm -hmm. Well, her boyfriend hates her best friend. Oh, gosh. Like, does not like her. Yeah. I don't remember why. I just know he doesn't like her. Okay. But she's like... Yeah, that's my best friend. So she'll just hang out with them just, separately. Yeah. And she has a, I don't so, know, she has really good relationships that, with both of them. Yeah, you can make that work. And she's just honest with both of them. Like, sorry, he doesn't like you. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, you. so you can make it work just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just make sure you're still making time for your friend. And then, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, if you're, you'll have, you'll be making time for your boyfriend as well or, or girlfriend. But I think also it's important in a situation like that. Make it clear to your friend and your significant other, like, hey, I get it. You don't like them. Don't talk bad about them to me. Right. Tell your friend that. Tell your significant other that. Right. Because you don't want to be caught in the middle. Right. And just be like, if I'm hanging out with you, like, we don't need to talk about my relationship. Mm -hmm. And tell your significant other, if, you know, we don't need to talk about my friend. I understand you don't like her. Doesn't mean you talk bad about the other person. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you can make it work still. I saw the saddest tweet the other day. My friend tweeted... That feeling when you reconnect with old friends after a toxic relationship, it's like, oh man, I missed you guys and I love you guys, but also why did I cut you out in the first place? Yeah. That made me so sad because that person put in there toxic relationship. So it's that recognition that the relationship was causing you to cut people out. Like you were picking your significant other over these people who possibly have known you longer, been with you longer, and will be with you after you guys break up, if you guys break up. Totally. I agree. And there's like, you know, I have some friends in my life that they're going to be my friends no matter what. Like, Mm -hmm. nobody's going to come between me and them. They'll always be my friends. So my whoever I'm in a relationship with needs to understand that. Like, these people are not going anywhere. Right. Whether you like them or not or get along with them or not, that's my best friend but no i my boyfriend and has steered me away from some people who i thought were friends that turned out not to be as well and oh I'm man that, so on one of the podcasts i don't remember the episode i think it was you up but jared freed mentioned like you don't realize your shitty relationship until an outsider comes in and points out your shitty relationship yeah like it's like that with friendships yeah too. like so yeah your dreams oh yeah don't be with someone who's going to compromise your dreams. And that doesn't necessarily mean someone who's going to make you not follow them. Who's like, that's stupid. Don't do that. But somebody who's going to get in the way of you doing that. I mean, they're dreams. It doesn't mean that they're going to, they might not always come true. But if it's something you're passionate about or, you know, something you want to work towards or just try out. Right. Then you should do that. If that's what you want to do, you mm-hmm. do that. Your significant other should not be telling you like, that's stupid. It's yeah. never going to happen. You're never going to make it. Whatever it is, they should they don't support have to, you. Yeah, they don't have to believe it 100%, but exactly. they could, like, get behind it and let they you try it out. You, there's no reason for them to put you down about it. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, if you're being, like, super unrealistic and, you know, maybe you, like, are trying to blow your life savings on something that's 
way far-fetched. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they can give some guidance or their opinion. But otherwise, just be supportive. Yeah. Like like this podcast. Yeah. Like whenever me and Kelsey were th- even just contemplating starting this, mm-hmm. my boyfriend was like, dude, yeah, you should do that. That sounds yeah. awesome. He wasn't like... Um, no one's gonna listen to that. That's stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shout if out he, to our five listeners. Hey. Heck yeah. You know, that's five people you're reaching. Um, yeah, and I feel good about that. Exactly. So, you know, <laughs> I just like that's just an example, you know. If you Same. have a hobby or if you have something you're passionate about, you should always be able to go for it and be supported by the person you're with. Yeah, one hundred percent. Unless you want to be a singer and you're not great. Then someone needs to I want to them tell to be you. honest. Yeah, I want you to be honest about that. Um, number three, your relationship with your family. Ooh, I am passionate about that I one. am too. Because I'm really close to my, like, really close to my Same. family. To the point where I would never even move out of state. Not that <laughs> there's any... Okay, well, I guess I'm not that close <laughs> to my family. <laughs> no, it's like one of those... Um, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like suckling the mother teat and not being able to get away from it. And I know that sounds like very mama's girl, but I, but me and my brothers, like none of us have been able to move out of Texas even. Yeah. Out of the same city even. It's like, we're always close to our parents. It was Um, hard for me. And I imagine that it would be because you're really close to your family too. So I wish that they would like, you know, just one of my parents or family members would just move down here. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, um, you know. No, I'm not subtle about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I do know, well, I expect, and she says that she will someday, my mom will someday um, move to wherever I'm at. So I'm just, you know, waiting for that time to happen as well. <laughs> but yeah, I feel the same that I'm... You're passionate me, this about is it. like, yeah. It's hard because I am not going to be with someone who doesn't get along with my family or, or mm-hmm. is disrespectful to them for no given reason like right. you know even I'm, if there is a reason sometimes I get really heated with my boyfriend yeah like I I I feel like at some point down the road you would start to support your you know if you're married or very long-term relationship mm-hmm. you would start to support your significant other because like that's who you're going to start a family with right. like you know that's who you've chosen to continue your family with but in the beginning or like you know early on in a relationship not even early on like you know before really you've started a family with the person you're with you really need to figure out if they're gonna mesh well with your immediate family and see how they get along and stuff because i'm all i'm not ever going to disconnect from my family family. no never because if i can't bring who i'm with around mm -hmm. my family and they don't get along or whatever like that's it's not gonna work right and if they're trying to take you away from your family that's like red flag oh the biggest red flag oh my gosh especially if you're really close to your family i mean that's crazy i am very lucky because my family loves my boyfriend they've never felt like this about any of my relationships um so that's a really good thing for me but there's been times where, as we just, or as I just said earlier, like, if my mom says something kind of crappy to me, my boyfriend will be like, your mom just blah, 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 you know, and he'll get heated and mm-hmm. get upset. And I still will be like, no, well, my mom, and I try to defend her. Yeah. So he's never quite gotten in the way, but he has definitely voiced his opinion in a way where uh-huh. I'm like, ah, I don't know, I'm torn because you're probably right. Right. But also, that's my mom, and I don't... You're like, you know this I mean? is just... This is our it's relationship, hard. and it's like, you know, it's it's what you're used to, and it's it's your her relationship. Mm-hmm. Jared so. Fried also said something about that. Yeah. That, 
it's not your family that's the problem. It's the new person in your life that's the problem, mm-hmm. you know? You've been doing just fine with your siblings or parents or whatever this whole time. Mm-hmm. And now someone else comes in the picture and they're trying to point out all these, like, terrible bad, things terrible things or bad qualities or whatever mm-hmm. um, that you've never had a problem with before. You did make me think of something now. If they're pointing out a negative feature of your relationship that you, like... If a family member is just walking all over you mm-hmm. or treating you very poorly and they give you the courage to stand up for yourself, that's different. Right. Like, if you feel like, you know what, you're right, like, you've noticed it mm-hmm. and you're like, you're right, you know, I've just never had the balls to face it. Right. You know, now you have someone in your corner to help you. And I think exactly. that's important also. But if so. they're just like, oh, that's a shitty person, you shouldn't talk to that family member, then it's like, I'm not compromising with my family. No, my yeah. family like, comes. That's not- no offense, but my family comes before you do because they mm-hmm. were there before you were. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I am. Um, I've always felt that way as well. You want to have the same like outlook and mindset moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know, with your own family having kids and and whatever. So, and you want to be with someone who understands. Like, no, you're right. Family comes first. Like, if you mm-hmm. don't get along with my family, I would understand. I'd feel the same way. And I think then they would make more of an effort and realize the importance of getting along with your family. Right. Just because they're going to want you to do the same to theirs. Right. Um, Whereas someone, if you're with someone who doesn't come from a close family, Mm -hmm. they're not really going to understand. They're going to be like, well, why are you choosing them before me? Why does that matter so much to you? They're not going to understand understand. the sacrifices that need to be made for family sometimes. And I don't think it's a bad thing either way. It's just you want to be on the same page in Mm -hmm. that sense. Okay. What's the next one? Uh, your career goals, but I feel like, is that not dreams? I feel like your career goals is really similar to your dreams. Like, I know, I don't know, my career goal is my dream. But that's a really but, good example because you have been working toward that for a long time. Yeah. So if somebody got in the way of you trying to get to that career goal slash dream, then it would be like... It would never, I'm that just never going to let that happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about this before is this is like something that is mine and I focus Mm -hmm. on and I hold close to me and it's not something I'm willing to give up. I've made it up front with my last two relationships. I mean, if all three really like, this is what I'm going to do. This is where I'm going to go, what I'm going to do. I'm going to move. If I have to move, I will. Mm -hmm. Um, This time of the year, I don't have time. Don't have a lot of time for you. Like, you know, whatever it's going to be. And then these are like, the sacrifices I'm going to have to make even for my future. Like, you know, I don't want to have kids till I reach this goal and different things. And so yeah. everybody, anybody that I've been in a relationship with during this journey of mine, I've made that clear to them. And that's good because you wouldn't want to be with someone who couldn't understand or support that. My relationship before the this one, I was only with him for... Uh, a little less than a year, maybe like 10 months or something. And I've already mentioned that it wasn't a great relationship. Mm -hmm. I was in the beginning stages of going back to school and my GPA had been really bad because I did poorly before I went back. So I had to do really well in like every single class. Like I had to get A's. I had to study a lot. I always had to go to class. Mm -hmm. And he would constantly be like, oh, you don't need to study today. You did that yesterday. Or he'd be like, oh, you can skip this class. Just like hang out with me instead. You know what I mean? He would just try to make me skip or miss or do something that would get in the way of me achieving what I needed to achieve. And I started realizing that and I started recognizing that because it was like, 
because he didn't have anything he was working toward. He wanted me to have nothing to work right. toward, too. And it's like, that's not... Like, they may not realize they're not being supportive, but they're not being supportive. Yeah. They have know? to understand where you're coming from and what your goals are. You yeah. know what I mean? And also, if you're not willing to compromise your career goals and maybe you don't have time for a relationship, then that's something to think about, too. Yeah. And that's okay because you're not going to be in this position forever. You know what I mean? Like Totally. Yeah. The next one was, oh, the way you feel about yourself. I don't know why that's so cute, but it is. It is cute. Yeah, you don't want to compromise that. You don't want to sacrifice how you feel about yourself. You don't want to feel bad about yourself. I dated a guy for... Actually, before this one, I dated him for six years, and... When we first started dating, I had tattoos, mm-hmm. dreadlocks, gauges, septum. Love it. Um, I didn't wear makeup. I never wore dresses. I was always in flats. Very, very like tomboy yeah. kind of look. Um, just not really very girly. And that's just who I was. Right. And he, I liked this guy for a while. And I thought he liked me back because we would always hang out. And then um, he asked me to be his girlfriend. But then when we started dating, he would be like... Do you ever think about, you know, not doing your hair like that? Have you thought about getting rid of your dreadlocks? And he would be like, why don't you ever wear makeup? Why don't you ever wear dresses? And he would just slowly say all these little things. And it really made me feel crappy about myself. Because I would be like... it does. It's like... You you started dating me when I had all those things. If you didn't like them, why did you start dating me? I'm not like a shell that you can mold. You know what I mean? I'm not like somebody that you can... Oh, well, she's got a good base about her. Let me try to change the things I don't like. Yeah. I feel the same in a sense. It's like, you know how I dressed and looked and mm-hmm. everything and presented myself before you started dating me and that attracted you and that mm-hmm. started, you know, so why would I change that now? I think my boyfriend and I went through a little phase of that in the sense of like, he thought what I wear was too like attention grabbing sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I was like, well... It got, is, your attention. it got your attention. <laughs> this is like, I don't do it to get people's attention. This is just what I feel most comfortable in. Yeah. And so this is how I like to dress. This is how I like to dress. And so he's like, realized that. And he's like, okay, that's just you. Like, yeah. you know, um, I think because like his past relationships haven't been like mm-hmm. the girls haven't been like that. But um, yeah, so it's just something he's gotten used to. But right. then I'm also like, y- you grab more attention than anybody else. So <laughs> <laughs> just the way you are. So, right. Um, yeah, so I think that's something that we, like, had to work through, but it was never something, like, I feel bad about myself. You know, I never felt yeah. bad, like, he was trying to change me. It was more, like, you just have to realize, like, I didn't, this is who I am. I didn't dress like this just for you. Like, this is just how I dress, and yeah. then now it makes sense. I think when I was, at the time, since I was so young, I was willing to change myself or change how I dressed anyway mm-hmm. to kind of fit his needs. But I think that if I was ever single again, I'd be like, sorry, buddy. This is what you fucking get. No, that's like how I was. And I was like, it's not going to change. And then he was like, oh, okay. I think like, once that's all it was. I think once you've lived enough and you gain enough confidence, you're kind of like, this is who I am. Yeah. Like, well, especially after my last relationship, mm-hmm. it was like, I, I don't know, like that he ever, well, kind of like little subtle comments like that, you know? Yeah. Um, that's like, not nice. Like, why don't you do this or do that? I didn't realize it, but then I was making those changes. Like mm-hmm. not, I think like not really... Mm-hmm. realizing it and then you know of course getting out of it everybody was like oh yeah like how you dress and how you mm-hmm. acted and like looked and stuff you presented yourself different and I look back and I'm like oh my god what what was I thinking yeah um and feel so much more myself now 
Um, I, I like this too. Is it says that the person your wish would make you feel more like you, not less. Yeah, feel free to be yourself in your relationship. Yeah, can I tell you a cute story? Yeah. So the other day, so my boyfriend and I were friends before we started dating and he was with me when I was in that bad relationship. Yeah. And he would tell me things like you're dating below who you are, like Mm -hmm. you deserve so much better, blah, blah, blah. And he would always say things like that, not necessarily to be mean, but because he was my friend and he'd be like, I don't know if you realize this, but you're a really awesome person and you shouldn't be treated the way you're being treated. Mm -hmm. Um, So when we started dating... I felt like he really tried to boost my confidence and grow me and, you know, tell me the things that I could be doing that I didn't know I could do. So now I'll tell him things like, you really brought me out of my shell or you made me realize my potential and like the best version of myself. And he'll be like, no, you realize the best version of yourself. Oh, he's so sweet. I know. And I'll be like, you really helped me get there. I I think that's how you know you're in a good relationship. When someone makes you feel like you're more than 100%. Yeah, totally. Totally. I think so too. And then so the last, oh no, not the last one, but number six on here was the treatment you're willing to tolerate. Mm-hmm. This is also like, a really good one. Yeah. And I feel like we've talked about, we talk about this all the time. You should compromise on the way you expect to be treated by your partner. You should not. It says you should. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. You should always be treated with respect. Let's go with that. Yes. Respect is really important in a relationship and you have to respect yourself and your partner. Yeah. So if they're treating you less than who you are or what you are, then you need to be able to speak up about that. Right. And it, it says too, love should never require you to sacrifice being treated with care. And that's mm-hmm. true. In my personal pessimistic opinion, love is not unconditional. And so <laughs> I'm just saying like, I'm not going to be like, oh my gosh, you treat me like shit, but I love you unconditionally. Oh, no. I see what you're saying. You know, okay. Like, that's okay. What I'm okay. Like, love does not conquer all. Love is not unconditional, okay? (laughs) I know, everybody's like, hates me right now. Do Um, they talk about commitment or what's happening right now? Yes, be committed to your partner, but if they're good to you, you know what I'm saying? Right, very, very true. If you're in the beginning of a relationship and just like learning about each other and you realize Mm -hmm. that's not true, or if it's down the road and, I don't know, your partner just starts being an asshole all the time and they've like seriously swerved and made a change then you need to swerve and get out of that shit that's what i'm saying like it's not like oh but i love you unconditionally you know we love each other so it's gonna be okay no sometimes it's just sometimes it's not enough and the last one your core beliefs slash values um like you know if you believe in being on time no just kidding (laughs) (laughs) if that is a value of yours (laughs) if that is a core belief no i think that I think people do generally have some similar core beliefs and values. Like mm-hmm. in my relationship, it's uh, trust and respect. Yeah. So we both have the same ideals and values on that. And if one of us um, becomes disrespectful, then we like to point it out and be like, that's not what this relationship's about. Yeah, so. and I think that's important. I think especially, like you've talked about this before, but voicing to each other what those values and beliefs are. And that way, if they are like off tilt you can fairly and justly like call it out like mm-hmm. hey this isn't respectful or i'm not i don't feel respected right now yeah and that's not how we work in this relationship mm-hmm. i i totally agree with that and i think you know shanila has a good point you should voice what those are figure out with your partner what your top values are 
to make this relationship work. Yeah, there, there's people that have opposing values or opposing beliefs from you. And I think those kind of take some time to figure out in a relationship. Yeah. But, you know, you will figure them out and it just might not work. I think that these compromises and these things that you should or should not compromise on, I think they're really important to kind of talk about in the beginning of your relationship. Uh, yeah, I agree. Because some of these things can become really big arguments and, um, you know, they'll point it out like, you weren't like this when we first started. And then you're going to be like, yeah, I was. It's just we didn't figure that out soon enough. So before you become too invested, I think it's good to talk about big things that are important to you, you know, like maybe not on the first date (laughs) right don't weird people out but you know if you're dating somebody and it might turn into something serious i think it's good to talk about kind of the bigger topics yeah i also think it's important to remember that you know people do change through Mm -hmm. relationships so no the person you're with might not be the same as they were at the beginning of your relationship but that's expected you probably aren't either people change and you need to learn to love the person you're with and if you can't do that then I guess you're not with the right person. Oh my God, I read something um, and it was like, when you're in love, it's not the person you lusted after that you're with, it's the person that you're willing to grow with. Yeah. So, you know, somebody that you're willing to grow with is what you want. Yeah, I think, yeah, someone you're willing to grow with, someone that is like worth fighting for in life, you know? Yeah. Like... Ooh, you want to hear another analogy I came up with? Yeah. Or I, I don't know if I came up with this or if I heard it somewhere and I was just thinking about it the I other day. I love these. So a good, strong relationship is like a rooted tree. So your fights, your little tiffs, those are like the branches of the tree. They can break off, mm-hmm. but they can also grow back. But the tree itself doesn't die or get cut down unless you cut it down. Yeah. So, you know. I just thought of that the other day and I was like, my relationship's rooted, you know? The the branches will change, the leaves will come and go, but that tree's there as long as you let it live there. Yeah, I like that a lot. Compromise is okay, it's good, but know the things that you can and cannot compromise on. Right, and also start asking for um, like a timeline and then... (laughs) (laughs) Communicate about time. Guys, give a timeline. Like, this is just... It'll avoid so many fights in the future. Yeah, You're actually, welcome. It really will. <laughs> All right. You want to play a game? Yes, I'd love to. Okay. So I found Would You Rather Relationship Edition. I oh, love it. All right. Play along if you will. So, would you rather date someone that your family despises but your friends love, or date someone that your friends can't stand but your family adores? I feel like my family has to. I do. I know. I feel the same way. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather that, uh, would you rather your parents hate your partner or your partner hate your parents? I guess my partner (laughs) hate my parents, (laughs) but they need to be like respectful and put on a happy face for him. I honestly think I'd rather have my parents hate my partner. Because I feel like it would upset me more if my boyfriend or girlfriend was constantly like, your fucking parents again. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to like your parents being like, I don't like that person. At least with my parents, I can be like, okay, all right, I get but it. But then are you not going to bring, bring them around? Would. I still would. Okay. still bring them around. Yeah, I guess you're probably you right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it just means your parents aren't going to just outright be rude. They'll be snarky like on the television. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? You're right. I'd rather, I'd rather that. my parents hate mm-hmm. my partner. 
Would you rather... This one I'm actually interested. Would you rather date someone who only has wild, kinky sex or strictly missionary for the rest of your life? She said sex. Um, <laughs> definitely wild. Was that a question? <laughs> yeah, wild, kinky. <laughs> 27% of people said missionary. Those are the people with low libidos that only like to have sex once a month. Oh my God. Could you imagine once a month? I would. No, 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 I could not. God, I would die. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather never be cheated on, but suffer from extreme jealousy on a daily basis or be cheated on regularly, but never know about it or suspect a thing? That question scares that me. That sucks. That's Either a scary as fuck question. I hate question. these questions. I know. There would you rather relationship. <laughs> shitty relationships. I know. That's... I think I'd rather have the jealousy, I guess. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. Because I'd rather be jealous and have them be like, damn, you are so fucking jealous of nothing. Right. Than me be like, oh, we're so happy and we just have the best relationship. And he's out there banging anything that moves. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're 100%. That one scares me. What if that's what's happening to me right now? See, you're rolling your eyes, but it happens. That's all I'm saying. You're right. It does. I was reading something on like Snapchat on the way here. And it was like this girl, like right before she was about to walk down the altar got these texts from another girl and it was oh like snapshots God. of conversations and like, what the fuck the, and so she went to read her vows and read the snapshots of the conversation instead Damn. And every, yeah still walked down the aisle and everything. can you imagine being that petty like <laughs> this is gonna be funny is that petty i mean at that point i'm like you fucking deserve it honestly but i would just leave though i would be like you be brave I know. Well, I'd be like, like, this sucks. I'm not going down the aisle. Like, fuck you. Yeah. I think I'd be more mad. I don't I, think I'd yeah. walk down the aisle. No, she was pissed. That's what she's like. Oh, no. Fuck you. Mm-mm, you're that's coming down. I, that's what I'm saying. What if I'm uh, walking down the aisle? But I wouldn't be aisle. able to, like, look at the person and, like... Oh, I would be, like, crying and, and be on fire. Yeah. And I'd be like, someone gave me a bottle of Tabasco with the top crack so I can throw it in their face. I would just hope my honeymoon was, like, that day or the next so I could just go and... Oh, I mean, I would I'd go on it. Yeah, I'd go with, like, a buddy. Yeah, be gone. <sighs> but I'm just... So, yeah, I mean, I guess it does happen. Yeah, but... it's scary. Yeah. That's why monogamy is scary because some people... It's not for everybody and some people will still try to do it even if it's not for them. Right, just if it's not for you, just... Tell whoever you're with it's not for you. Like, But that's the thing is like sometimes you meet somebody that's awesome, right? Right. So you want to mainly be with that person. Yeah. But you can't only be with that person. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. And that's that person being selfish. Yeah. Like don't be selfish and then tell the other person and then it's the other person's choice if they want to be in that relationship or not. Could you be in an open relationship? I think, I don't know. I think my jealousy would, like, probably I think I couldn't. get the best of me. Um, I think that it sounds I like a cool idea. Maybe at the beginning of a relationship, like, Yeah, when but that's probably before dating. you get... Right. What's like, it called? Emotionally attached? No, what's it called when it's just you two? That's before Monogamous? You... When I, I'm I don't know the word. Yeah, that's okay. the word. <laughs> I think, well, even... Yeah, I don't really know. I think... If it was, like, the beginning of a relationship and you're just, like, casually dating people, you know, and, like, you find someone that's, like, oh, I really want to be in a relationship with you. Yeah. And you can be, like, oh, I'm kind of, like, seeing multiple people right now. Um, And then, and they are, too, I guess. But then you're, like, oh, like, I hang out with you the most. We're in a relationship. People know we're in a relationship. But you and I both know that we're still seeing other people. 
I mean, I don't know. That's an open relationship, isn't it? Yeah. Because you're still technically exclusive with each other. Right. Like, people still know, like, and you'd still go hang out as a couple with friends. Right. So, but I don't know. So, maybe at the beginning of a relationship? I don't know because I have never tried it. But my friend in Europe, she's, Mm -hmm. um, and I want to talk Europeans can do this shit, though. I know, but, like, I think they were dating for a while just, you know, monogamously. Mm -hmm. And then later on decided that they were going to be... Um, in a non-monogamous relationship. But see, like... Who- but they live together. Like, they're together. They're in a relationship. But right. But they're just open. I don't know what their, like, rules are or anything. I want to talk to her and interview her so we oh, can talk. Oh, we should totally yeah, do I that. Yeah, I want to do that. That sounds interesting. Um, um, so I don't yeah. really know. I feel like that would be hard. Because it sounds cool, but then I feel like you... People get so emotionally attached mm-hmm. when sex becomes involved totally. that yeah, it would be a too. fear of mine. Because I had a boss. Him and his wife were in an – like, they had open relationship, yeah. but they'd been married forever. But then he started seeing one lady, and she became a repeat lady that he was seeing. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, they become emotionally involved, and it's right. like – that could potentially ruin your relationship. True. So I would that be worried. part of the rules, you know? Like, you can't yeah, see somebody more than – X amount of times or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'd be worried about that too. I think some like something for me is I'm like all in mm-hmm. and very vulnerable and like open and like yeah. Or, I love really hard. <laughs> or I keep my walls up really well, you know. Wow. So I can be very emotionally detached mm-hmm. um, pretty easily for as long as I want to be yeah. until I feel ready to not be, you know? Yeah. Um, and I know that about myself. So I feel like I could stay very emotionally detached in the beginning of a relationship. But once I let those walls down and I'm all in, no, then it's just you and me. It's just you and I. Yeah. Yeah. Because what if you're in an open relationship and it's like, yeah, your vagina is awesome. But what if that other person's vagina is also awesome? The grass is greener because it's fake. Oh, shit. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying it's, I don't know, man. That's a hard question. Um, the last one was, would you rather be permanently connected to your partner? Like sewn together? Yeah. Like Siamese twin situation or be in a long distance relationship and only be able to see your partner one day a year? Oh, physically connected. Same. Oh, hell Yes. <laughs> As long as it wasn't, like, in a weird way, like, we could still face each other. Because what if you were connected, like, back to back? Yeah, I want to be connected front to front. No, because then how do you function as a normal living human? I'm sorry, how do you have sex if you're connected side to side? I don't know. Maybe it's a bending piece of skin. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) Maybe just your hip with a one foot piece of skin in between. (laughs) Yeah, this is gross. Okay. Anyway, Anyway, be connected. That's all. Um, Actually, there was another would you rather. um, It was like, would you rather hot button relationship topics? And I feel like we should have done that one because it had the open relationship question on there. We'll we'll save it for when we do this open relationship. um, Yeah, get connected with your friend. Figure it out. Get on her. I'll get with her (laughs) and get on it. (laughs) Whatever. Get on Uh, something. 
All right. Well, if you guys have anything you'd like to email us about, it's at tgtacpodcast at gmail.com um, or DM us on our Instagram at two girls talking about commitment and follow us on our personal Instagrams. I'm at Shanila, S-E-A-N-E-I-L-A. And I'm at Kelsey Bree, K-E-L-S-I-B-R-E. Bye. Bye.